5: jockeying for the vice presidency that is exactly what is happening right now those that are around the president of the united states of america donald trump just so you know question also is who does donald trump choose as his running mate there are a lot of people that are jockeying for this for example Carrie lake has been doing a lot of campaigning for him in iowa new hampshire uh she wants desperately to be named as the vice presidential candidate there's no doubt about that she's also running for senate in arizona as well so that is also very, very important. You have others, uh, Christy Noam, that are looking at it and campaigning. You have Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Vivek Ramaswamy, the list goes on and on. When I say that, some pivotal vice presidential picks are, are, are out there, and there are quite a few that people are looking at. Let me give you that list so you kind of know who Donald Trump may choose. Number one on that list... South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Tim Scott's been campaigning with him in Iowa and New Hampshire. Tim Scott is a guy that dropped out early and was very kind to the President of the United States of America. They've had a good working relationship. He would obviously help him significantly in southern states and with minority voters. That could be a very good reason to choose Tim Scott. He also could help him when he needs to get things done on Capitol Hill. Tim Scott's a guy... That is a team player. He's not one to really buck the system. In fact, he actually reminds me in many ways of the former vice president, Mike Pence, a good soldier. Until the very end, when Mike Pence decided he wanted to run for president, we all know how that worked out for him. There's also New York House Representative Elise Stefanik, a ally of the president and a staunch defender of him in Congress as well. Elise Stefanik has also gone hardcore after the Biden crime family. And a lot of people are very impressed with her. She also is the one that dismantled all of those presidents of the colleges that were there just recently with their anti-Semitic responses to not defending the students that are Jewish on their campus. You move from there to Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. Why would he pick Vance? Vance is a MAGA conservative. Vance is a guy that could help you in Ohio, which is obviously a swing state. When you pick a vice presidential candidate, you got to think, what do they bring to the table? If Vance walked in right now and said to the president, hey, you should pick me, the reason why is he'd say, hey, you should pick me because I am from a swing state Ohio that you need. Outside of that, I'm not really sure exactly what else he would bring to the table. But that may be enough. You also have South Carolina House Representative Nancy Mace. There's a lot of people that believe that Nancy is a staunch conservative who also is very feisty. Nancy Mace is an individual that has been loyal, and loyalty matters more than anything else to Donald Trump. Also, there's South Carolina, or excuse me, South Dakota Governor Chrissy Nome. I do not believe Chrissy is going to get picked. I just think she has too much baggage with her connections to Corey Lewandowski, but she's still on the list. And finally. The other one that has been floated in the last several hours and weeks has been, and this is who I believe is the frontrunner right now, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is someone that not only served the president incredibly well, she also has come out uh, of the White House, leaving as the White House press secretary, and went into the governor's office, and then went out and endorsed Donald Trump very early on. Now, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been a governor now for one year. It's her one-year anniversary. In fact, she just put out her one-year anniversary video about being the governor and what they've accomplished. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has very much has a voting record that you can easily defend, and she's one that went after and took on, for example, China. That was obviously very big. Now, when I say she was... She took on China. She made it where they couldn't buy land in Arkansas. Uh, people in China couldn't come in and buy land. That was very popular with the voters. And obviously that would be something that would be very big for MAGA conservative voters. Now, you look at everything that I just told you and, and, you, and you compare it, these candidates to one another. There's one thing theme here that I think we have to bring up and that theme is this Donald Trump wants somebody that is not going to challenge him who's not going to get bigger than him who's going to be a number two and it's going to help him bring in voters you notice on the list that I just gave you okay that list that I just gave you there was one thing there uh, that was also very interesting uh, and it was, there's a lot of women on this list. I think the president is probably going to pick a woman. Uh, and the reason why I believe it, that that she's that he's going to pick a woman is because I think he understands that that would help him with female voters. And that would be really, 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 really important. Specifically for him. Um, I think that's going to be something that could help him uh, with, with, with the press and the media. You know, you look at Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and I go back to how well she did as the White House press secretary. I'm a big fan of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I've known the, the Huckabee family now for decades. Mike Huckabee and her brothers, I've known them for a very long time, uh, and I think she would serve him well. I also think she comes with a, a, a significant amount of political knowledge that would be very helpful um, when it comes to the White House, and I think she would make a great vice president. I would actually hate it Uh, If they didn't win, because Arkansas, I mean, she could still keep the governor's position if they didn't win, right? But if she wins, Arkansas is going to lose a great governor. They can replace her, and a vice president would be very important. I think we can all agree over that. Um, I, I, I think this is also a moment where the Trump campaign has to understand how important this pick is because they're going to need somebody out there. Defending him of all the attacks that are coming from the Democrats. He's also going to be in court. He needs somebody that can draw a crowd that people want to see. One thing I can say about Mike Pence. Mike Pence was never really a guy that anybody got excited to come see. It's the truth. Um, I think people get excited about seeing Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I really do.
1: Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: There is some reality and then there's hope and dreams. The reality is Donald Trump is going to be the nominee of the Republican Party and the hope and dream of anyone that hates Trump or is big time behind Nikki Haley is that somehow there'll be a way to figure out how to flip this thing at the last moment. This morning on MSNBC, they went all in to say that Donald Trump is a scared man trying to bait him into debating Nikki Haley. Take a listen. No option?
3: There is no reason for her to get out of this race, whether she takes him head on in South Carolina and very competitive, or whether she fights a war of attrition. But again, he's scared. Like, everybody take note in the Republican Party, Donald Trump is scared to debate Nikki Haley, and in Maga let me put it to you this way: you, you're, you're a big boy, you big man. He's afraid of a woman. Yeah. He's afraid to debate a woman. A woman, he's called bird brain. She's about bird brain. If she's bird situation. brain, then her. Why doesn't he go up on the stage? What well, you know why? Because he's going to start babbling about. Nikki Haley being Speaker of the House and start babbling about Barack Obama, start babbling about World War II, start babbling about windmills, start babbling about really weird things. And let's just face it. I think the people around him have decided Donald Trump's just not up to this anymore. We're going to try to hide him. We're going to keep him off the debate stage
5: because
3: Nikki Haley would bury him alive. Let's bring it right now. The exact.
5: I love the level of delusion there. By that, like, and it's so funny because it's such a high school insult game. Like, they're gonna bury him. It's gonna be a bit. She would bury him. He has lost it. He's afraid of her. He's afraid of a woman. Like, they're pushing. They're trying to push all the buttons to somehow get Donald Trump to debate, and it's not gonna happen. And there's no political mind out there that is worth their grain and salt uh, that that would that, that is that would advise Donald Trump to debate. If Donald Trump called me today and said, hey, Ben, do you think I should debate Nikki Haley? I'd say, hell no. Not just no, but hell no. And if he said, why? Because like, you're the nominee. You need to get ready for Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats flip him with. There is no reason for you to punch down, right? It's not about being afraid. It's about being smart. It, By the way, was he afraid to not debate, right? Was he afraid to... To, to say no to the debates last time with the Republicans, right, in the Republican primary, which how many debates did he not do in the Republican primary? All of them. Was MSNBC saying he was afraid and terrified of debating? No, they didn't say that. You want to know why they didn't say it? Because they knew then they would look even more dumb than they look now. But this is how desperate they are, right? Like, they would have, they would have known then. Like, they would have known, okay... We look really, 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 really bad. Like, we do. We look bad. And this is stupid. This is something we shouldn't be doing. Um, so we're not going to look like complete morons on TV saying that Donald Trump is afraid to debate. When you're winning this big and you've won the first two states overwhelmingly and you're going into Nevada, you're going to win there. And you're you a a what, 30-point lead in South Carolina over the former governor? You don't debate. Because you are the nominee, so you act like it. You act like you are, in fact, the nominee. You act like you're the nominee, and you act like you are a a, a nominee that understands that you're the nominee. You don't punch down to Nikki Haley, of all people, a woman that keeps coming in last. And they're sitting there, and they're like, I I mean, this is, I I love playing these moments on MSNBC because I think it just shows you just how stupid they are. I mean, this is like a a sixth-grade insult for a minute and a half, like he's afraid, he's scared. If you're such a big boy, then you should debate. Like it, it, it is embarrassing on the level which Joe Scarborough and their big morning show, right? If they use their words, their big morning show is willing to go to try to like dock somebody into debating, which it's just not going to work. It's not. It's not going to happen. I mean, l- listen to this again and think about this from like a sixth, like a, like a sixth grade, eighth grade, junior high perspective the, the 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 joking here like it, it is a it's laughable how bad it is and you know they're speaking they're like and let's tell you MAGA world right like I'm going to insult all of you MAGA voters and by the way this is exactly what they think of us if you voted for Donald Trump this is exactly what they think of you they think you're a stupid incompetent idiot that you are beneath them right these are the same people that said they need to send you to re-education camps never forget that at re-education camps. They believe you should go to re-education camps. And and their disdain for Trump is and for you is something that should never be understated. No
3: option? There is no reason for her to get out of this race, whether she takes him head on in South Carolina just and just is very competitive, out. or whether
5: she fights a war of attrition. By, by the way, there's no reason for her to get out of this race, whether she takes him on, head on in South Carolina, like, uh, like there's no reason for get this race. If you keep coming in last, that's a reason to get out of the race. Why do you think the guy who beat her the week before, Ron DeSantis, got out of the race because the race was over? And by the way, Ron DeF- DeSantis beat Nikki Haley and he dropped out. You think they were saying the same thing about Ron DeSantis? No, of course not, right? Because there's a reason. Ron DeSantis. Was Trump 2.0? They would never say this about DeSantis because they hate Ron DeSantis too. But Nikki Haley, they love. She's the left's useful idiot, and they're like, "Well, it just they can just fight on for the war of attrition." What MSNBC understands is the the, the secret weapon right now of Joe Biden. The secret weapon of Joe Biden is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. The longer she can she can drag this out, is the best thing that ever happened. To Joe Biden, because then Joe Biden can continue to hide Joe Biden can continue to disappear and no one know what he's doing where he is, what he's campaigning on he doesn't have to answer questions he doesn't have to do campaign events there's no campaign events on his schedule like that that's what's happening right now that that's it folks like that like I'm just telling you like literally that's it that is it that's what's happening but again he's scared
3: like. Everybody, take note in the Republican Party. Donald Trump is scared to debate Nikki Haley, and in Maga land, let me put it to you this way:
5: Here's your shot you, at you. you
3: you're you're a big boy, you big man. He's afraid of a woman.
4: Yeah.
3: He's afraid to debate a woman. Woman, he's called bird brain. If she's That's bird brain, if she's bird
5: situation. brain, then debater. Why doesn't he go up on the stage? What well, you know why? I mean, this is like sixth grade insult class. It really is like you know. Like, debate her. I dare you to debate her. You're winning. You're beating the snot out of her. You don't punch down. You get nothing from punching down. He clearly made the right decision in not debating the rest of the Republican field. It worked. Why would you change that strategy? But you've got to understand, they are all in for Nikki Haley now, and it's really just for one simple reason. She is a Democrat masquerading as a Republican, and they desperately need the Democrat candidate in the Republican primary to drag this thing out. That's it. That's the whole ball game. Donald Trump having a big victory in New Hampshire. He will move on to Nevada where Nikki Haley is not on the ballot. That's number one. Number two, Nikki Haley making it clear she is not going to drop out of that race. Refusing to drop out saying no, she will not drop out of that race. Donald Trump going to the podium saying thank you to his supporters and explaining what he's going to do moving ahead. Many of you may have missed this. I want you to hear Trump in his own words out of Nashville, New Hampshire. As Nikki Ailey says, I'm not going anywhere. going to stay in until at least Super Tuesday or beyond, she says. That would be even after she would get a beatdown in South Carolina. She is a youthful idiot for the Democratic Party, plain and simple. Take a listen. Donald Trump in his own words last night.
2: Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Whoa. Well, I want to thank everybody. This is a fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. three. So we win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it, and it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. If you remember, in 2016, we came here and we needed that winner. We won by 21 points, and it was great. And uh, today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage, all dressed up nicely, (laughs) when it was at seven. But now I just walked up and it's at 14. (laughs) But but she ran up when it was seven. And you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech, like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week, we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. (laughs) And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against Crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. And you you have the you have the very the now very unpopular governor of this state this guy he's got to be on something i've never seen anybody with energy he's like uh, hopscotch and uh, you know I'm, I'm watching this guy and two weeks ago he said we're gonna win we're gonna win in the side. we're gonna win about three days ago so i said well we want to do well that's a big difference but i walked out just now we're 14 points up and i don't know what it's going to be but when she was up here it was like six or seven and, you know, with like 7% of the vote counted. Now, let, let me just tell you, we, uh, we had an unbelievable week last week in Iowa. We set a record. It was the best in the history of the caucus, in the history. And uh, I remember I sort of had the same feeling. I'm up and I'm watching and I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly she was, but Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second and he left. She came in third and she's still hanging around. <laughs> the other thing, she only got 25% of the Republican votes. I don't know if you saw that. Tremendous numbers of independents came out because in this state, because you have a governor that doesn't frankly know what the hell he's doing. In this state, in the Republican primary, They accept Democrats to vote. In fact, I think they had 4,000 Democrats before October 6th. They already voted. Now, they're only voting because they want to make me look as bad as possible. Because if you remember, we won in 2016. And if you really remember, and if you want to play it straight, we also won in 2020. By more. And we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. But as they said, we lost by a whisker, just by a whisker. No, 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 but we can't let that happen. You know, you have to have people that speak up. I said, I can go up and I can say to everybody, oh, thank you for the victory, it's wonderful. Or I can go up and say, who the hell was the imposter that went up on the stage before and, like, claimed a victory. She did very poorly, actually. She had to win. The governor said, she's going to win, she's going to win, she's going to win. Then she she failed badly. Now, I have here, if he promises to do, to do it in a minute or less, but the only person more angry than, let's say me, but I don't get too angry, I get even, the only person... the only per- because he was there and he did fantastically well by the way and then he endorsed me and we don't have to talk about Tim Scott who by the way just got engaged we have to tell you and that's more important than all of this stuff but a man that got to know her very well is Vivek i said Vivek i said Vivek go up and say a few words about it he has to do it in one minute or less and then we're going to just say we had one hell of a night tonight and one other thing before Vivek comes do you see that paul we're going to put it up we have beaten biden you could almost say who can't who the hell can't <laughs> the man can't put two sentences together he can't find the stairs off a stage who can't but Vivek, one minute or less. Go do it, Vivek. So, this was a great evening, and I want to thank everybody in the audience, and I want to thank the people that are standing behind me. You know, uh, I think we called it right, immigration's a big deal, a big deal, a very big deal. We have millions and millions of people flowing into our country illegally. We have no idea who the hell they are. They come from prisons, and they come from mental institutions and it's gonna it's just killing our country and i'm talking about millions and millions and millions they are drug dealers they're everybody and they come in just like walking right through there's nobody to check and there's nobody to vet and we have a man with us tonight tom homan who is central casting he's central casting And I'd like you to say a few words about the border and who's going to solve that problem and how quick are we going to do it, Tom? Go ahead, please.
6: Look, I worked for six presidents something around Reagan, and every president I ever worked for did something to secure the border. But no one did more than President Trump, the most secure border in my lifetime. The most secure border we've ever seen. And Donald Trump's gonna do it again. We're gonna lock the border down, and we're gonna protect Americans. Because what's happening at the border right now, record number of Americans have died from fentanyl poisoning, record number of migrants have died, a record number of women and children been sex traffic, a record number of known suspected terrorists across the border. There's one man who's proven he can secure the border, and he's standing to my left, Donald J. Trump. He's gonna do it again.
2: Thank you very much, Tom. So this is an evening uh, that uh, I will not forget because it's the third time. But more importantly, uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the most important time. Uh, We won uh, both. It was uh, I think they said somebody said you rarely if you win both, they've never had a loser. Let me put it that way. When you win. Iowa and you in New Hampshire they've never had a loss there's never been so we're not going to be the first I can tell you and I just I just do want to reiterate the polls we're way up on everybody we're way up on Biden and over the last couple of months if you check and you have to remember in 2016 they were saying oh what does he know about elections he's not going to win he can't win he can't well, we won and we got millions, and you can check this. And I hope the cameras don't turn off because they hate this. But we got millions and millions of more votes the second time, right, Mr. Congressman? Millions and millions of more votes. And uh, but we had COVID, and they used COVID to cheat, and they did a lot of other things too. We're not going to let that happen, and that's still and that's still going along. We don't forget. You can never forget history, because if you forget, you never. You never recover from it, and you repeat, you repeat, and we're not going to repeat. We're going to have the greatest election success. We're going to turn our country around. In, if you take a look throughout the history of our country, if you took the 10 worst presidents in the history of this not great country right now, it's a country in decline. It's a troubled country. It's a failing country, frankly. But if you took the 10 worst presidents and put them together, the 10 worst, absolutely 10 worst, I used to say five. Remember, I started. I'd say five. Then I said, wait a minute, we can add another five. They would not have done the damage that crooked Joe Biden has done to our wonderful country. They would not have done the damage. There's never been anything like it. And you say, are they stupid people? I don't think so, because nobody can cheat that well if they're stupid. Do they hate our country? They must hate our country. Because there's no other reason that they can be doing the things they do. Take a look. The taxes, they want to raise your taxes times four. They want to let the Trump tax cuts, the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, they want them to expire. Your taxes are going to go through the roof. You take a look at regulations. They're throwing regulations. You can't breathe. You can't even breathe with what they're doing. You take a look at our border so bad. There's never been a border like this in the world. Four years ago, we had the safest, best border in the United States. I built hundreds of miles of border wall. And they would say, oh, he didn't build hundreds of miles, because if there's a board laying on the ground, they say that's a renovation. They call it a renovation. If there's two nails laying from 50 years ago, they say, oh, that was a renovation. These are very dishonest people, and you're always fighting them. And just a little note to Nikki, she's not going to win. But if she did, she would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. And I could tell you five reasons why already. Not big reasons, a little stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. But she will be under investigation within minutes. And so would Ron have been. But he decided to get out. He decided to get out. Now, Vivek, I don't think, would be at all because he's perfect, right? (laughs) And Tim Scott, I know, would never. That's no chance. Hey, Tim, do you want to say something? Come on. Come on. I want him to say something. (laughs) New Hampshire. The president said a double-digit win
0: in New Hampshire, and you delivered a double-digit win for President Trump. But I'm going to invite you to my home state, started tomorrow. Where this election is over, it is time for the Republican Party to coalesce around our nominee and the next president of the United States, Donald
2: Trump. Let's get that party started tonight. What a good guy. What a good man he is. But just remember, I, I did hear Nikki say, and now it's off to South Carolina. Well, I love South Carolina. I love, Carolina. I, I love it. But, you know, she forgot one thing. She forgot one thing. Next week, it's Nevada. Next week, it's Nevada. It's not South Carolina. We love South Carolina. But next week, it's Nevada. And I'm pleased to announce we just won Nevada. We just won. 100%. Because all of them... They looked at it and they took polls and I was polling at 95 percent to four or five percent, and they decided not to play in Nevada. So we just won Nevada. We have a man from uh, Nevada here, Steve Wynn, wherever he may be, and John Paulson, the great John Paulson made plenty of money in Nevada doesn't live there, but he makes a hell of a lot of money. he makes money everywhere he goes actually. So money machine maybe we'll put you you know what? Put him at treasury. you want to make a little money let's put anyways good good to have you guys Uh, but we go to Nevada and that's been one so we pick up all of those delegates and then we do go to South Carolina where we've done really well where I've done well we have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything because almost every one of them have endorsed me two great senators which is hard I mean did you ever think that she actually appointed you Tim and think of it Appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a shame. It's uh, a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a
6: great politician.
2: President
5: Donald Trump there making his victory speech in New Hampshire, uh, speaking to supporters after winning, saying, I'm going to Nevada, we'll win there because she's not even on the ballot there, referring to Nikki Haley. And then on to South Carolina, her home state, where all of the elected officials that are important in that state have endorsed Donald Trump. Alright, I'm going to keep you updated all throughout the week. Make sure you share this podcast please with your family and friends. Write us a five star review. It helps us tremendously reach new listeners. And I will see you back here tomorrow.
0: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we Do it without the left wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening.
1: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael